This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. I want to encourage you from God's Word today. If you have a Bible today, you're going to see it on the screen uh, as well. But in Luke chapter 17, on this Easter that we have so much to celebrate today, let me encourage you that God has a plan for your life. You might be joining us today because you go to our church or maybe you found this stream online or someone shared it with you. I want to let you know you're in the right place today. You may go to church. Maybe you don't go to church. You're in the right place today. And we are so glad you're taking the moment on this Easter Sunday to join us. And we want to encourage you. In the Gospel of Luke, uh, in the New Testament, in chapter 17, let me read this story about Jesus as he encounters some people on his way to the cross, which we are celebrating on this Easter Sunday. Luke chapter 17, verse 11, says it like this. As Jesus made his way to Jerusalem, he went along the border between Samaria and Galilee. He was going into the village when he was met by ten men suffering from a dreaded skin disease. Another translation says that they were lepers. They had leprosy. It says they stood at a distance and they shouted, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Jesus saw them and said to them, Go and let the priests examine you. On the way to the priests, they were made clean. They were healed. When one of them saw that he was healed, he came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself to the ground at Jesus' feet and thanked him. The man was a Samaritan, and Jesus spoke up. There were ten who were healed. Where are the other nine? Why is this foreigner the only one who came back to give thanks to God? And Jesus said to him, get up and go. Your faith has made you well. Get up and go. Your faith has made you well. On this Easter Sunday today, I want to just share on this thought, on this few minutes as you're sitting in your living room or sitting in your house or maybe you're at work in between shifts, I want us to talk on this thought on this Easter Sunday, The Waymaker. That's the title today. I want it to go from our, our minds into our hearts today as we celebrate this special day, The Waymaker. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. God, I thank you for everyone that's tuned in right now all over our city, our province, our nation, and even beyond that into the world. God, we have celebrate today your goodness and it's more than just a holiday. It's more than just uh, the, 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 the collaboration and the, and, and the movement of, of people just with the eggs and colors. It's more than that. Today, we want to celebrate that you are the way maker, that you have made a way for us. So we love you. I pray that you would encourage us today. I pray we'd leave this live stream more in love with you, more passionate about you, and more aware of your plan for our lives. Father, help our city Help our province, help our world today. We pray for miracles, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me ask you, does it feel like spring to you? It's springtime. I know in Halifax right now, I don't know if it feels like spring. We get these moments when the sun is shining just right and the wind's not blowing that it feels like spring, but I don't know. Spring is always tricky in this part of the country. It's, sometimes it comes late, sometimes it comes very late. I remember it was a few years ago, I was preaching in Wisconsin, and 
I was at a youth conference and I was preaching and it was done and I had to get home on the Saturday because we had church on Sunday and our church was pretty new and I had to make sure I was back to make sure everything was running right and I had to preach in church and that Saturday night I finished preaching as I went to bed in the hotel it snowed almost a foot of snow in this small town in Wisconsin. We got up the next morning and everything was shut down, the airports, the roads, the hotels, and we were all hunkered in our hotel. And I made myself to the airport in the afternoon and I went up to the, the ticket agent and I was flying with American Airlines and I said, I need to get home to Canada. And they're like, I'm sorry, sir. Uh, none of our flights are flying and, and, and you can't get there from here. That's like the worst line you can ever hear when you're traveling is, you can't get there from here. I'm like, I need a flight to get home. I need to be able to, to get home in time. They said, you can't get here from there. I didn't know what I was going to do. At that time, my, the host pastor who had me said, just give me a minute. And he said, let me see what I can do. And he walked up to the counter and he came back. And he said, listen, I got it all sorted out. I went with another airline. He bought me a brand new ticket on another airline because the airline I was on said, no, no, we can't get you where you want to get to right now. You can't get there from here. So he went up in his generosity and went to another airline ticket agency and got me a ticket and got me home in time to preach. And I said to him, I said, uh, I couldn't find a way, but you made a way. I couldn't find a way, but you made a way. Easter, I'm reminded today that Jesus, when I couldn't find a way, he made a way. The Bible says that we were far from God, that we're distant from God. Maybe today you're feeling that distance. You're like, Easter, it used to mean something to me as a child, but now all I see is bunnies and Cadbury and chocolate, and I see consumerism, and it feels distant. Maybe you feel distant from God. Maybe you feel far away. Maybe you feel like you can't get to where you want to be. Maybe you feel very distant. Today, we celebrate that when we couldn't make a way, when I couldn't find a way back to God, Jesus made a way. Today, that's the God that we're celebrating today. Easter is when we celebrate that we couldn't do it on our own, but Jesus, the way maker, made a way. In this passage I read today, Jesus encountering these 10 men, I want to pull out a couple of truths today that I believe apply to us today in this climate that we're in, in this world that we're in. I believe it'll speak to your life about this Jesus that we're celebrating today. The first thing I want to bring up is in verse 11. It says, as Jesus made his way to Jerusalem. The first thing you need to know today is that he made his way. He had a purpose. Jesus wasn't just aimlessly wandering through life. He wasn't just being thrown around by circumstances or culture or, or the cares of the day. He was a man on mission. Jesus had a purpose. I love this. It says that Jesus made his way. Jesus had a plan. Jesus had a mission. He had a reason why he was on this earth, why he was uh, on this road to Jerusalem. And we were the mission that he had. I like the way it says in 1 John 3.8. It says, for this purpose was the Son of God. For this purpose was Jesus made manifest, that he might destroy the works of the evil one. His mission was clear. Jesus knew that as he made his way, he was making a way. Jesus' mission wasn't to create a holiday for us. It was actually to pay the greatest ransom of all time. 
Jesus led the greatest prison break of all time. The Bible says that we were captive to our sin, captive to my choices and my pain and my shame. And Jesus' mission, it says that as he made his way, he was on mission to lead a prison break, to break us out of the, of the prison and the bars and the cells that our sin kept us in. I'm so thankful today that as he made his way, Jesus was making a way for us to live in freedom. That's good news today. You need to know that, that when we couldn't make find a way, Jesus made a way. He was a man on mission. I'm so thankful for the mission. What we're celebrating today on this Easter Sunday is that Jesus was on mission. Do you know that you were his mission today? I was his mission that we celebrate on this day. I'm so thankful. The second thing I want to bring into this passage today on this amazing Sunday is that Jesus always moves to the distant. Watch this. In verse 2, verse 12, it says, He was going to the village when he met these ten men who were lepers, and they stood at a distance. This is probably one of the first cases we see of social distancing. This is a word we didn't even have in our vocabulary a month, a month and a half ago. I never used the term social distancing. As I'm reading this story, I see these men who were social distancing from everyone. Leprosy was contagious. We can relate to the story more now than we could a few months ago. Leprosy was contagious. If you hung around lepers, you would start to get the same disease. This disease, is, it ate away at your body and ate away at your skin. So they were on the outskirts of town. History tells us that with this disease, they lived in garbage dumps and they tried to find food in, in the garbage and they were castaways. So whenever they had to come into public, they had to stand at a distance. They had to socially distance. Man, that comes alive in this season. What's amazing to me is that Jesus, in that climate, always went after those who were distant. Maybe you're socially distant today, but maybe you feel more spiritually distant. Maybe you actually felt alone before you had to be alone. Maybe you felt isolated before we all had to become isolated. Maybe you felt far from God long before you were ever far from people. We need to know today that Jesus is always attracted to those that are distant. There's something about Jesus. He sees the ones that are castaways, that are cast off, that are, that are away from people, and he's drawn to them. And the very thing that made them be distant is the very thing Jesus came for. In my life, in your life, the very thing that separates us from God is the very thing Jesus is drawn to. If we're honest today, if we could sit down and have a coffee, of course, six feet apart, and I ask you how you're really doing, how you doing right now, how's your life, beyond this pandemic, beyond the economics, beyond the fear and the panic, beyond the weirdness of this new reality, how are you really doing? How's your relationships? How's your thought life? How has your choices panned out in life? How are those closest to you, would they say that you're really doing? Maybe there's some things, some choices you've made and we've made that you'd feel like you're not proud of and you feel like they put a distance between you and God. What's amazing is the very thing that distant people from God is the very thing Jesus is attracted to. These men, they were distant, they were, they were separated, and they, they tried to hide their disease and their weaknesses from people. 
And what we hide from others is what Jesus wants to heal. The leprosy they tried to hide from people, but Jesus said, no, no, I see them. The, the Bible says he saw them. Today in your living room, in your kitchen, wherever you're watching this, you need to know that Jesus sees you. He sees you for who you are. And the very thing that separates you is the very thing he's attracted to. And Jesus is not afraid of our pain or our shame. He's not afraid of the things that isolate us. In fact, that's a part of his mission is to come and draw close to us. And in this first case of social isolation, Jesus pushes past the barriers, pushes past the fear, pushes past the disease and the decay, and reaches them right where they are. That's what we're celebrating today. This way maker Jesus, when people said, no, no, you can't go near those people, Jesus goes, those are who I died for. Those are who I'm here for. They are my mission. When I was far from God, and my sin was decaying my life. My choices were wrecking my spirit. Jesus said, that's what I came for. What I tried to hide from is what he came for. Today, that's good news today. That's what we celebrate, this Jesus. We are his mission. The third point today I want to just enjoy from this passage is that some settle for moments, but Jesus is leading a movement. There's a difference between moments and movements. Moments are this small capsule of time. Movements live longer than the moments they were in. It says here in, in, in the verse 15 and 16, it says that, that, that all 10 were healed. These men who were isolated and distant, they were they, they had no hope, they, they had a past, but they really didn't have a future. They were living to die as their body decayed. It said 10 of them were healed by Jesus. But then it said one came back and thanked him. And I love this. It says this in verse 19. It says, Jesus said to him, get up and go. Your faith has made you well. It's interesting when I read that, I thought, what does he mean make him well? I thought all 10 were healed. And here's what I've realized. There's a difference between being made well and being healed. Wellness and healing isn't the same thing. Wellness is so much better than healing. Healing is some of you. Wellness is all of you. See, in this story, you had 10 men who were overwhelmed with the physical and the temporal and the moment they were in, the season they were in as lepers. And Jesus healed them and healed the moment, healed the temporary, healed the physical. But one came back and said, you know what, I'm realizing there's something more than just the physical. There's something more than what I'm going through right now. And Jesus said, your faith has made you well, which spoke to more than just his physical body, spoke to his spirit, his eternity, and his life. See, so many people settle for moments when Jesus came to lead a movement. We're in a moment right now, aren't we? It's challenging. When it first hit this, this pandemic and the culture and we watched the news and the restrictions, there's a little bit of novelty to it, a lot, of, a lot of questions about it. But now as it's dragging on into week after week and some are saying month after month and the date keeps getting pushed back when we think life will go back to somewhat of what we knew it to be. It's challenging, isn't it? People start hearing about layoffs and people start 
affecting their schools and graduations, and now it's hitting us in every part of our life. It's a challenging moment we're in. It's serious. It's painful. Hear stories of people now that you know have a, a name and a face attached to this pandemic. It's serious. It's painful. It's real. But it's just a moment. It's real. But it's just a moment. There will be a day, there will be a month, there will be a season when this is in the rearview mirror that it'll pass. It's just a moment. But what about after this moment? What do we do after this moment? Right now, people are reaching out and saying, God, if you're real, I need you because our, our moments, our lives are being rocked to its very foundation. But what about after this moment? I believe God can heal, God can protect, but... I'm reminded that some people settle for God to help them in a moment, but God wants to lead them into a movement of freedom. These men, 10 of them had a moment, but one of them joined the movement. I want to let you know that God did not just come. Jesus did not just come just to lead moments. I'm thankful for moments. I'm thankful for healing and peace and joy. I'm thankful for help in situations. But there's something so much greater. See, Easter can just be a moment for some of us. Easter can be that moment where maybe we, we look to church and like Christmas or another holiday. Or maybe Easter can be a moment where for a, just for a glimpse you can have some peace and some joy and some perspective. But what a shame to just settle for a, movement, a moment when God wants to give us a movement. These, these, these other nine men, they settle for a moment where their body was healed. But Jesus said, I came for more than just a moment of healing. I came for a movement to get you from where you are to where you need to be, from being far from God to close to God. I'm so thankful that Jesus didn't just come for moments. He came to lead us into a movement. Hebrews 12, 24 says it this way. It says, Jesus is there. He has made a way. He's the way maker. It says, he has made a way for man to go to God. He gave his blood that men might worship God the new way. The blood of Jesus tells of better things. Oh, better things. Better things than being spiritually isolated. Socially isolated is one thing, but some of us have been in crowds. We've been surrounded by people, but spiritually we felt isolated from God. But it says Jesus' way tells of a better things and a better way. He's the way maker. Jesus made a way for us to be well. Leper, I want to encourage you from there's distance from God's word to people today. But we, if you have a Bible, we're distance from today. You're going to see them God on the screen. But Jesus uh, as well. Jesus came more, well, but than just for a moment. In Luke chapter moment, he 17. He came to lead a moment on this movement, Easter, that we have solved so much. Psalm 103 to celebrate today. Verse 12. Today. What is this? Let me encourage this movement that bridge you, that God Jesus led, has a plan for for your life. Is this, he has you may moved our sins. Be joining us today because you, as far as the, you go to our church, the east, or maybe is from, you found this from the west. Stream online or, or someone shared it with you. I want to Jesus came. You know, you're in the right place. This place today. Movement, this way. You may maker, hey, go to church and he removed. Maybe you don't moved our sins. Go to church. You're in the right from our place today. How and we are so far from us. So glad you're taking more than the moment. Six feet on this Easter Sunday to join us. More than a drive. We want to encourage you. Driveway. It says you. 
As far as the in the God East is from the Gospel of Luke West. I'm amazed in the New Testament that you can never Testament and chapter five, chapter seventeen. Let me read this story. West story. You can never about Jesus find Jesus as you realize this. The encounters some people. Everybody lives in the his way. 